Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby Taylor of Bobby Taylor and the Vancouver's. Uh, you know, you and I go back a long way when we did used to do CBC Music Hop or Let's yeah. Go, and then we did the CBC Sunday Night thing with the Philharmonic. Uh, Tom Baird and oh, I, right. and you were the right. Right. you were the narrator on that. Too. Yep. I'm saying, well, we go way back, <laughs> way back. For those of you who uh, don't know the whole history of Bobby Taylor, I never assume anybody knows any of our history, mine or his or anybody. So we'll set that up. Uh, Bobby Taylor started out here. Uh, years and years ago, then went to Motown, discovered the Jackson 5, and we'll go through this uh, as we talk with him here today, and uh, uh, was a recording artist in his own right. But the one story that fascinates people, I watched I watched the people there when, when I was asking you about, oh. tell them about the trio that, that existed here in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, well, it was actually five pieces, and we, um, <clears throat> we, we nicknamed ourselves, and oh, no, we called our band... Four N's and a C, so if everybody can understand what that means. <laughs> so we had, you know, uh, four black guys and one Chinese person. One Chinese person, so <laughs> we called ourselves Four N's and a C, and it went over like a fat rat. We it had did. a club packed back, back and, I mean, every night, seven nights a week. We didn't, uh, we didn't zip a vop, so, and we were having fun, you know. We, and people were thinking, uh, that we were being, uh, facetious. We weren't. We, it was a, it was a joke. Right. It was. And we wanted to see if it would draw people. It did. And we drew them from Everywhere. all over the world. Everywhere. But, but someone started. told you to take it down. Yeah, Reverend Martin Luther King asked us to uh, take that down. So when we took it down, we changed the name to Four Colored Fellows and the Chinese Lab. That really <laughs> ticked them off. <laughs> I mean, it really ticked them off. But then it got down to a trio. And that trio consisted of you, Bobby Taylor, and Tommy Chong, right. Cheech and Chong, and Mr. Jimi Hendrix. There you go. And I know right in this studio, just uh, before I so-called click, click, retired, I had Bobby in, and uh, I, I, I said, uh, why did you, did you fire uh, Jimmy? And he said, he played too loud, and then Bobby paused and said, wasn't I stupid? <laughs> well, see, what it was, was Jimmy, uh, 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 he really wanted to do his own thing. Right. He had worked for Little Richard. Yep. He had worked for the uh, Isley Brothers, right? And then he came, and he was a part of us. He, he, and when he became a part of us, he says, well, heck, I can do my own thing. And, and he and I sat down and talked. As a matter of fact, he and I and Tommy John, we right. all sat down and we talked about it. We said, hey, we just going to fire you. Everybody thinks that we're the jerks and stuff. So <laughs> we'll tell them we fired you and see you and wouldn't want to be you. So uh, uh, he left. And then that's when we got Eddie Patterson, Robbie King, right. and Duras. Maxwell, right? Mm -hmm. And we added them to Wes Henderson, Tommy Chong, and myself. Right. And uh, it went over. Uh, you know, the Supremes came in and heard us and said, Whoop. That's right. The Supremes came to the cave, ladies and gentlemen. In those days, you'd stay in town a week if you were a, an actor. Ten days. Actually, ten days. Ten days for ten that days, one. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. I remember they took them out on a boat here. I have photos That's of right. that. Yes. Uh, and they came in to our club, and the very next night, uh, Barry Gordy came. That was the owner of Motown. And the very next morning, they came in with contracts from uh, Los Angeles, and we were signed. So it was like two days. Anyway, does your mama know about me? Wasn't what I thought it was about. I thought it was like, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? You know, that, that movie. Well, but it's most, not. Most people thought it was about a, a, a black guy who was, you know, who had a, a white wife. But it wasn't about that. It was about Tommy Chong, who's Chinese, and his wife, who was black. Oh. And that was the kicker. That was what it was about. You know, everybody 
Uh, Jet Magazine was the very first people that I cursed out about it. I said, because, you know, before you ask, you say what you think it was. It wasn't that. You know, and it was Tom Baird, Tommy Chong, and myself who wrote it. And if anybody doesn't know Tom Baird, you're missing something. He also oh. was the uh, producer of A Music Rare Hopper. Earth. Yeah. Oh, and Rare Earth, Rare too. Rare Earth, yeah. He yeah. was their producer and writer, yeah. Just amazing. And uh, Tom, sadly, ladies and gentlemen, Tommy Baird was the musical conductor of Music Hop, Let's Go, which was a national show that I hosted, uh, you know, coast to coast on CBC television. Mm -hmm. and, and it was great, Bobby, because when you look back, that offered people a chance uh, for exposure, you know, to get the, their talent shown. Absolutely, because, you know, coming coming out of Vancouver, I think we were the only band That's right. that had anything going for us because of the way that I worked the guys, right? You yep. know, I used to work those guys from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then we'd come back and 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 go from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. Right. So when people would, you know, how do you guys do that? Well, we don't want to stay here in Vancouver and not make no money. That's right. That's right. So that's what we did. We had fun. We had as much fun as you can have, you know, but we worked. Worked hard. Sadly, Tommy Baird uh, loved to go sailing, and he went sailing off the coast of California, and the skiff came back, and Tommy did not. And, uh, and, and that was one of the great losses because he was a... Um, absolute uh, musical genius. genius the guy was a um, you know he could uh, he could hear it in his head he was just amazing wasn't he yes he was uh, you know uh, he was uh, <laughs> uh, Tom was uh, uh, was a guy I'll tell you how I got him to Motown uh, when I got to Motown when we got to Motown um, Barry Gordy uh, and I were talking one day I said you know I got a kid who, who co-wrote this song with us uh, that should be at this company I said, as a matter of fact, he can tell you what notes are on your doorbell and without seeing a piano or being around the piano. And Barry says, no, uh-uh, <laughs> uh, he can't do that. Uh, uh. And I said, yes, he can. He says, uh, uh, send for him. Just like that. Yeah. So I told Barry, I said, well, you've got to have incentives, Barry. He said, let's bet something. So I bet him a house for Tom Barry. There you go. Brand new car for Tom Bear. There you go. And the sailboat that he died on. Sadly, yeah. Sadly, you know. And he did it. And his bell was the bridge over the river choir. Bum, bum, oh, yeah. Bum, the bum, Colonel Bogey March. Bum, yeah. Bum, yeah. So that's what, you know, his bell was saying. So Tom just rattled off the, the notes. <laughs> when they rang, he rattled them off. And then Barry Gordy was sitting at his piano. And he... Choose his tongue, right? Yeah. So he was looking up and he's saying, uh, incredible. How you do that? And Tom said, I don't know. <laughs> it just comes to him. You know, it's just, and I told him, I said, it's a gift. He has perfect pitch. There you go. Right? And thus, the kid won a house, a new car, and, and the sailboat of his own, uh, of his, you know, his dreams, and very paid off. That's what I love about you. You're a betting man. Red Robinson in the Red Rock Diner and my special guest today. And Bobby, thank you for, um, for coming in, uh, we just uh, bumped into each other while we were over there seeing Otis and the uh, and the uh, Temptations. Temptations yeah. You know, I must make a comment about that. I know that Otis is the, the only original left, but you know what's amazing? They were smart enough all through the years, you know, because these aren't kids doing it, mm -hmm. to bring up new people into the group to, uh, you know, match the harmonies, match the choreography. Right. So it was brilliant, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was like. Um Otis did that was right was he, he he brought in Ron Tyson. Yes. Now Ron Tyson was the kid that took Eddie Kendricks' place. So in order to take Eddie Kendricks' Kendricks' place, 
You had to have somebody who could sound exactly like him. And Ron Tyson is so close, it's scary. Yeah, that's right. You know, so Ron has been with the, with with him now for over twenty five years. Yeah, it's amazing. See, I'm not I'm not talking short term folks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, uh, uh, if you remember Paul Williams, I'm gonna blow you away. Well, the 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 bass player. Yeah, I mean the guitar player. Guitar player, rather. Is Paul Williams's nephew? I didn't know that. Oh yeah, and he's another Williams. I have a poster at home, Show of Stars, 1957, mm -hmm. with all the acts. You know what I mean? Right. Back to uh, Laverne Baker and all of that, all and that. orchestra conducted by Paul Williams. Paul Williams. Yeah. <laughs> and that's something. So you see, uh, yeah, you know, when you get a, 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 um, a group like he has now, the bass singer who's also from Washington, D.C. That's where Ron Tyson is from. Right. Well, he is so close to Melvin, it's scary. I know. It's just amazing. Oh, God, it's scary. What, what they've done, though, because, you know, my good friend Bruce Allen, this is a true story. I told it on stage. He'd called me from France. He was over watching the soccer, right? Mm -hmm. But he was coming home, and he said, Red, and it was uh, Saturday morning at the mm -hmm. house. He says, Red, tell me that the Temptations are on tomorrow night. I said, no, Bruce, they're on tonight. He said, damn it, I've got to change my lifestyle. <laughs> he loves, absolutely loves the Temptations. And so do we all. Bruce is all of us. We all came up together. Bruce was younger, yep. much younger than us. <laughs> tell everybody. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Bruce is, uh, and he's doing quite good with this young kid. Uh, Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé. Yeah. And, and, and the new stuff that I'm doing. There's a guy, old guy that you'll remember, Bunny Siegler. Yes. Who wrote a song that is just straight up the alley for uh, uh, Boublier. I mean, it's a smash because if he'd have given this song to 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 uh, uh, Sinatra, yeah. Oh, Sinatra would have jumped on it with five feet. It, 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 so, five so feet. this is Taylor Made. It's a great song. Oh, Taylor Made for this kid. Oh. But you know he. Um, it, this guy, uh, uh, Bunny Siegler, is, is is such a prolific writer, man. He's. And the song that I'm doing, the new song that I'm... Well, I'm, I'm going to wait and let you hear it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. incredible. Now, listen, you're going to get me the new one, right? Yes, you're going to bring it in. I'm going to have the world exclusive. You will have the world. You'll have Canadian exclusive <laughs> on it. Because um, there's no one been uh, that play, has played it in Canada yet. It has not even come out in Canada. So you will be the first. I was the first with Sam Cooke. With Sam Cooke. And a lot of others, too. And that was amazing. Uh, that's a quick story I tell quite often. But I was walking out of my afternoon shift. Yes. In those days, Bobby, I do afternoon and do an evening do shift. Evening, and we work six days a week, you know. People today uh, complain about working at all. Yeah. But but anyway, I'm walking out and coming up the stairs uh, are two guys and uh, one man extends his hand and says, my name's Bumps Blackwell. Oh, Bumps, yeah. And he said, this is, uh, this is my uh, uh, talented young man, Sam Cook. I said, I just got off the air, was going to dinner. And Sam said, hi, how are you? He was so charming. I said to both of them, why don't you come in? And I went, took him into the studio, and I said, I'll play this back tonight. He said, great, because we were given a list of the top 30 disc jockeys in North America, mm -hmm. and we drove up from Seattle to see you, Red. So we went in, and, and I did the interview with, with him. And all through my career, it's been like that, Bobby. I've been very fortunate, you know. Absolutely. It's, uh, well, see, Red, what you've done is you've done so, so many good things for us people man you know and and so now what i'm bringing you is a new group yes bobby i want to thank you for coming in here today i want to do an in-depth uh, uh show on you your group the new stuff and we'll do that in a few weeks but right. the fact that you drove all the way out here i really appreciate it because you know i always say that we're the only broadcaster in the lower mainline broadcasting from a cow uh, field <laughs> you know out, out here in the field hey, with the cows I love that and <laughs> But it is—it's uh, a fine uh, set of radio stations, uh, and and I just say that because the manager's listening. But anyway, 
<laughs> Bobby, thank you. Good luck to these young it's people. Been um, my pleasure. And you're like me. Uh, the future belongs to them, and we're going to try and help make it, right? Thank you very much. I thank appreciate you. that. Me and you. Bobby Taylor, thank you so much.